All right. Hey, Amen. Am I on, Mark? Okay, I'm on. All right. Very good. Well, uh, like has been said before, I am Anthony Kaufman. I'm an elder here at Trinity. And uh, a while back, uh, Pastor Logan, uh, he had some, uh, some days that he needed to be gone. And so he was asking, asking for volunteers. And I think maybe I was like stretching at the time or something like that, you know, kind of one of these. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, but I think I uh, might have uh, accidentally volunteered. No, that's, that's not entirely true. Uh, at the same time, uh, I, I am a rookie preacher up here, but uh, you, you guys should know that, uh, you know, if it, gets, if it gets bad, you know, suffering is good for you. It builds a lot of character. So just think of the character you're going to have at the end of this service. Even if you don't learn anything, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good. No, seriously, uh, uh, one, one thing that I have, that God has been teaching me somewhat recently is uh, just, um, uh, I, think, I think we all have unique challenges in our life. And... Um, one thing that God has been uh, helping me understand, oh, hey, Timothy, my coffee is knocked over there. Why don't you, uh, why don't you grab that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, yeah, very good. All right, sorry about that. One thing God has been, I, just, I was just thinking of the, speaking of unique challenges, you know, the cleaning people in this, in this facility, me knocking coffee over, I mean, that's a real, that's a real thing. But um, no, uh, the unique challenges that uh, the pastors have, and one of those uh, blessings that they, that they get to have is that um, often, I mean, they're, they're needed here on Sundays, right? That's, that's a blessing, but at the same time, you know, just like all of us, they have things that, uh, that sometimes they need to do on the weekends. Like me as a lay elder, I leave whenever I want, you know? I uh, want to go see family, I, I go do it, uh, but uh, it's, it's more challenging for... Uh, Pastor Logan, Pastor, Pastor Edgar, and uh, Pastor Thad, and so I just, uh, I value them being able to, uh, you know, go when they need to, and uh, Pastor Logan had some, uh, had uh, some kids graduating, uh, another one this weekend, and uh, so he's, he's going and doing that, and I, and I value that. I want him to be able to go off and uh, take care of his family when he needs to. So um, the other thing I want to tell you is uh, just uh, how much I value one, one church, two languages. You know, I, I just really, uh, really believe in that, uh, that uh, we're, we're better, better together. And I know that, you know, it, it has some of, its own, some of its own challenges. First of all, it's going to, you guys, you know, uh, Daniel isn't translating for me this service, but that's going to be a challenge. I'll tell you that right now. You know, I... Uh, have, uh, my Spanish is not good. It's, it's so not good, in fact, that Marina was up here singing in Russian, I think it was. Marina, where's that? Where's she? Yeah, okay. I thought for quite a while that it was Spanish. So, right there. I think that uh, kind of tells you where I'm at uh, that way. But uh, no, I, I, I value that. Even, even though we speak different languages, uh, we have different cultures. We're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We have the same father and we go to the same church, so I think, I think that's really cool. But uh, I actually am excited to share with you today um, from 1 Thessalonians 2, so you guys can start turning there. But as Pastor Edgar and I were talking about what we were going to share, uh, he was going to share from 2 Thessalonians, and uh, I was just kind of flipping through and thinking. He, he also encouraged me to, if I had anything uh, on my heart, that I could share from that. And so... Uh, as I was flipping through, this is something that uh, uh, when I was reading a couple of months ago, God, uh, uh, you know, just impressed upon my heart, and so I wanted to, wanted to share it with you guys as well. And so hopefully, 
Hopefully it's going to be coherent, right? Hopefully you guys will understand what I'm talking about. I mean, fingers crossed. And if not, Pastor Edgar is coming up here in a minute. So, I mean, you can just bide your time until that. So, uh, why don't we first read 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 4, and then we'll go, then we'll go from there. All right, let's see. I've got to find it here. Okay. For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain, but though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. Let's pray first. God, I just thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to just come together as uh, one church, two languages, and worship you together, worship you um, each in our own languages, God. And uh, I know that that's, uh, you know, going to be a picture of uh, the life we'll experience uh, to come in your new uh, kingdom when we, when we all sing in our own language. And uh, thank you that we get a taste of that this morning. Um, uh, God, I just want to... Uh, pray that as uh, Edgar and I uh, just bring the message that you would just speak through us, that it wouldn't be us up here speaking, um, but that it would, that it would be you um, and that uh, you would just uh, use it to uh, encourage, uh, encourage the people listening and uh, that you would just uh, bless our time together as we celebrate uh, who you are together. And I pray these things in your name. Amen. All right. So, uh, the first thing that struck me about this passage when I was reading it um, was, uh, as, I, as I studied it more, I, I saw some other things, but I wanted to share you, with you just what kind of initially I was struck by. So, um, to give a brief background, Paul and Silas uh, were going around the Mediterranean uh, preaching the gospel, um, and when they went into Philippi, uh, they preached the gospel, and... Uh, they were beaten with rods, thrown into prison, and uh, that was because, you know, they were preaching the gospel, casting out demons, other kind of rabble-rousing activities that one, uh, you know, gets that sort of treatment for. Um, and uh, then they went to Thessalonica, and uh, when they went there, you know, a mob was stirred up. They, they drug another guy. I'm a little foggy why they drug this other guy before the the council, but they couldn't find Paul and Silas, so they brought some other guy up there. And so, you know, I think uh, as I was reading this, I kind of tried to put myself in their position. I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm beaten with rods, thrown into prison, you know, stirring up mobs kind of wherever I go, I would, I think I might be somewhat discouraged by that. You know, I would be like, hey, things are not going that well. You know, this is not, uh, this is not that great of a situation. Um, but uh, as I was thinking about that, I thought about how God used it, and not just in their ministry, um, because yes, God did use their work to uh, plant churches in Philippi, successful churches in Philippi and Thessalonica, but not only that, uh, we have Paul's letters to those churches, which are, which are part of our Bible, and I was just thinking like, you know, how, how many countless people and generations have been blessed and encouraged and, and know more what God is like because of, of those letters. And so, 
that was, that was kind of encouraging to me because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, um, uh, the, the Kaufman family, we've been going through a few things recently, nothing, nothing crazy. I haven't been beaten with rods even once, even one time, you know, so we'll, or nor thrown into prison. So we'll, we'll call that a win, nothing, nothing that bad. But sometimes when I'm going through bad situations, it's encouraging to me to see, uh, see how big our God is and um, see how he's taking the difficult situations that Paul and Silas were in and uh, just the amazing things that he did with them, you know, uh, the Bible and uh, planting, planting those successful churches. So that, that was super encouraging to me as I read it. Um, but as, you know, as I studied this passage more preparing uh, to talk to you guys today, um, one thing that... Uh, I, well, actually, a, a couple more things struck me, and I think in a lot of ways this is, this is Paul, Paul's main point. I'm not trying to take away from that uh, what, what I said earlier. I think that's absolutely true. God is in the business of redeeming difficult situations, and we, you know, when we go through difficult situations, that's encouraging for us to know. But I wanted to look a little bit more about what Paul is saying here, um, because he's, he's talking about preaching the gospel. Let's see, what does he say here? He says, uh, uh, in the midst of much conflict, you know, he's, he's preaching the gospel in the midst of much conflict. We've just talked about what that is and how, I, th- I think he wants us to see why he kept doing it, you know, why he, even though there was much conflict, why he continued to preach the gospel. So let's, let's look at that just briefly here. So in, uh, in verse 2. Paul says, but though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. And man, that, that stuck out to me, boldness in our God. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, uh, I don't know, those of you who know me well, I don't know, would anybody consider me a very bold guy? I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a Okay, I'm getting some, you know, like, oh, maybe, you know. Yeah. But honestly, I, I don't consider myself uh, very, very bold. I mean, occasionally, I'm going to be honest, I take, I take risks for the jokes, all right? You guys, you guys have probably experienced that before, you know, when, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I think that there might be a joke there, and I say it right out, and it's on the edge, you know? Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have, uh, maybe I shouldn't have gone there, but... Uh, uh, so maybe boldness and humor, but uh, boldness in social situations, I'm going to be honest, that's, that's not something that I think would characterize myself. And boldness in sharing the gospel, I, th- I don't think that that would uh, characterize me either. But uh, Paul talks about boldness in our God, and as, I, and as I read that, I thought, you know, I definitely need, I definitely need some boldness in our God, boldness in, in who God is, bold, boldness that God is in the business of redeeming difficult situations, boldness. Um, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm trying to share the gospel with somebody and, you know, uh, maybe it leads to some awkwardness, um, I, think, uh, I think, you know, boldness in, in our God is something that uh, we all, all could use some more of. Uh, but let's, let's also go to verse 3 and Paul shares another reason why he was uh, continuing to share the gospel. 
For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive. And I'm going to be honest with you guys again. Sometimes when it comes to sharing the gospel, I feel a little bit, feel a little bit like, uh, you know, one of those salesmen who calls your house. Have you guys ever, ever experienced this? You know, the salesman calls your house. My kids have made it an art to try to troll the salesman a little bit, which, uh, which I don't condone, by the way. But uh, 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 at any rate, um, they, call your, they call your house. They're, they're really trying to get you to buy something that you don't want, even if it's not, even if it's not a call. I'm sure we've all experienced the, the salesman who maybe is pressing a little bit too hard to se- sell you something you don't need. And I... I'm going to be honest, sometimes I feel a little bit like that when I'm talking to uh, my friends and neighbors, that I'm, I'm the salesman trying to sell them something that they don't feel like they want. But as, I, I mean, in verse 3 here, um, our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive. Um, and I... Uh, I, I, think I, I think I need to uh, remember what, um, what I'm offering when I am uh, sharing the gospel with people. It's, I, the good news about Jesus is true. You know, he, uh, Paul trusts that believing that truth will save his hearers from the trajectory that they're on and put them on God's tra- trajectory. So I'm not, I'm not peddling a used car or another credit card or something like that. I'm, I'm peddling the, uh, peddling, <laughs> probably not the best word, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to share people with people the hope of the gospel, the hope of a, the hope of a future with God, the ability to know, you know, I was just talking about God's in the business of redeeming difficult situations, and, and we all go through that. And um, I think that, uh, well, I know that, that people who don't have God don't have that hope when they're going through difficult situations. And so that's, that's what I'm coming to people with when, when I share the gospel. So I uh, wanted to share one more thing that, that, kept, that kept Paul sharing the gospel, and that's in verse 4. Let's read it together here. But, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. And I think I also need to absolutely remember that, that, that ultimately uh, I'm trying to be faithful with what God has given me. God has entrusted me with the gospel, and ultimately I'm trying to please him. You know, if, if I share the gospel with somebody and it makes our relationship strained, I mean, ultimately, I'm not trying to please that person. Not that I, not that I want that. I'm not going to go in guns uh, ablazing and try to really, you know, offend somebody. But at the same time, um, I, if I do in, in trying to pursue their good, um, then ultimately I am trying to please God and not men. And uh, frankly, I... Uh, all, all, all of these things were, uh, were things I needed to hear. You know, I'm not standing before you. I wish I was standing before you being like, hey, I got this figured out. I at least got it more figured out than you, but that's not, tr- <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh, these, these passages hit me, uh, uh, you know, right, 
And I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was challenging to me as, as I read that, um, and uh, something that I need to... Uh, so, something that I needed to hear. So I hope it's something that you needed to hear as well. Pastor Edgar, I don't know how I'm doing on time. Does anybody timing me? No, nobody, nobody really knows. Uh, but uh, I think that, that, was, that was mostly what I wanted to share with you guys. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. And pastor, a real pastor is going to get up here. He's going to share with you as well. So let me pray. God, thanks, thanks so much that you are in the business of redeeming difficult situations. Thank you that uh, we, we get to have your scriptures that show us uh, what you've done, what you've done in the lives of uh, Paul and Silas in the early church, how you've used it. I know that they did not get to experience that. Um, they, didn't, they didn't have the luxury of knowing what was going to happen and how you were going to use that, but, but we get that luxury. We get to see the whole thing. And uh, so I pray that when we go through difficult circumstances, and we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. I pray that uh, you, would, you would bring this to mind, that our hope is in you. Um, it's not in our circumstances. It's not in our own abilities, but it's, it ultimately comes from you. And God, I just pray that as we, uh, you know, try to share the gospel with uh, friends and family and neighbors, that we would have boldness in you, that we would have boldness in who you are, that we would believe that your gospel is the hope of the world and that ultimately we would uh, be working to please you rather than men. And I pray all of these things in your name. Amen. Bye. Pastor Edgar. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Um, buenos dias. Como están? How you guys doing this morning? How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, I think uh, Trinity is a tough crowd. But uh, I see some of you uh, playing uh, some sports and watching sports, and you rot it out. Why here not? Um, it's almost 11 years ago, it's going to be 11 years in August, God moved us here with my family to Walla Walla. Uh, my beautiful wife right there, Maria, uh, my baby son, and, and my older son live in Corvallis, and I'm a grandpa officially last year. So I'm experiencing a roller coaster emotions, you know, but God is so faithful. I, I don't know about you, but I've been experiencing his mighty hand, his blessing, he's been providing, he's been careful, he's been loving and care for me in most desperate times in my life. You know, last year uh, was a tough year, and um God put me a message in, in my heart to share with you this morning. And please have a patient that I'm I going to share what God teach me um, since last year to, to today. Uh, we have a saying in Spanish that only by his faithfulness 
is that I stand out right here in front of the congregation. God is so good. You know, when you face death, when you face your last minute in life, and God has spared your life for more time, how, how should be your attitude, your, your life, your, your, your worship to him? I hope, I hope you meditate that this morning in your life. If you are there and you have blessings of God, it's not because you're so good. God has been caring all the way, all the steps for you where you are right now. And let me read the scripture because that's why we are here. One, one of the three things we've been sharing in the Spanish ministry uh, there are three components that we pray in since last year, but it's more firm this year. Dependency, submission, and be humble to his presence. Dependency on who he is as a God, a creator, my savior, and submission on his power and authority through his word, through his Holy Spirit, and be humble to obey what God is commanding to do. And I think that's the will of God for the church, the Spanish ministry. And I hope you can come out this morning with God is speaking to your heart this morning. And this is the Psalms that I want to introduce, the passage I have, a second Thessalonians. Uh, chapter 3, 5, and I'm going to give you some observations this morning. Just have a patient and stay with me. And I'm going to read Psalms 142, uh, uh, just, just to put you in perspective what I'm here. I'm here because uh, uh, this, is, this is how my heart is to the Lord. And I want to share my heart. I want to pour my heart to you guys. This morning. And what the test is I'm going to share this morning, it talks about prayer, it talks about faithfulness of the Lord, but also encouragement. Okay? Listen. With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my, vo with my voice I plead to mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaints before him. I tell my troubles before him. When my spirit to faint with me, you know my way, Lord. In my path where I walk, they have hiding traps for me. Look to the right and see, and there's no one, nobody who can notice of me. No refuge remains to me, no cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry out, for I am very loud. Delivery 
delivering me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. And this is the whole verse I want to share with you. This, I read the whole Psalms because this is the verse I really want you to look at it this morning. Bring me out of my prison that I may give thanks to your name. I don't know what is holding you to praise the Lord this morning. And maybe you laugh at me this morning. But I want to tell you this. If you are a child or a children of God, if you don't cry out to God, you simply don't live the Christian life. You're never going to live the Christian life according to his purpose. What Paul, Silas, and, and Timothy, the young Timothy, was getting the second trip with Paul and Silas and Timothy and was planting church. In Asia. And, and God brought us here 11 years ago. For those that are new to camps to Trinity, I want to present myself. We've been, we've been serving the Lord in the Valley of Walla Walla. This is not a ministry, Edgar ministry. This is, this is not Logan's ministry. This is Lord's ministry. There's been a lot of struggles. There has been a lot of opposition in a way to serve God. But God gave the glory because he's the only one. Listen to me this morning. He's the only one who prevailed in the end because his name needs to be extolled high. We're not gathered here for religion. We're not gathered here because we don't have nothing to do. We gather here because we want to listen. We want to submit and obey and humbleness to the Lord. So this is the passage that God is giving me this morning to share a couple observations with you. If you have a patient, I'm reading, I'm reading it in my phone because. It's been, it's been more better. Only five verses I'm going to share with you, and I'm going to give you just a couple observations that you can take this, this morning. Listen to the word of God there. Finally, brothers, pray for us. That the, the word of the Lord may speed and be honor him. You know, one of my pleads this morning, I know you love the Lord. I know. I see since I arrived here 10 years ago, I see people faithful here, praying for the ministry, paper giving, resources, encouragement, and go over the board. But there, there are a lot there left already. But the purpose that we get here at Trinity is because God opened the door to planting a ministry for his glory, for his praise. 
to redeem souls and save souls for his kingdom. Be routed up. Amen. If you think Trinity is existing just to, to have a good place and have a good family, it's good. But the main reason that God has saved us, I'm going to tell you this with all my heart. You know, God has saved me from the bandage of my sins and bring me and give me a family, give me a kids. It was not for his mercy. In his grace, I cannot stand in front of you because I'm going to tell you this. I'm a dead dog to stand up right here and I don't deserve anything from me, from the Lord and not even for you. But when God really brings you from the bandage and clean you and forgive you and give you a good name and put you a new clothes and wash you, and then he sent you to proclaim, to, to preach the gospel, oh my goodness, and say, why me, Lord? Why me? To honor him as happening among us. Verse 2. In that way, perdón, Wait, sorry. And that we may deliver it from wicked and evil men. For not all have faith. Believe it or not, I have to say this, but when you preach, when you share the gospel with a lot of people in the valley, you will find opposition. This matter of time. But the position harder for the ministry is not outside, but it's the one inside. God is calling us to unite in the spirit of God in what he's calling us to do the ministry great, effective for his glory is to be united in the faith. Like I said, the three words is very important to be humble in what he's doing in the church. So he can remove the obstacles, remove uh, the stops, remove things that are in the way to spread the gospel in the valley. But God, they don't want to use only me. He want to use you. Each one of you to pray that his word be spread out in the valley. How? Pray for the souls. So when the hear, those souls hear the gospel, God transform and renew and give life and truthfulness in people's lives. Hello? So that's the message that we wanted in courage and the observation here. Number three, they said, but the Lord is faithful. Hallelujah. How many say amen? Hallelujah. 
You know that God is so faithful to his children. Maybe you don't see that because what Psalms 142 says, when I was in my prisons, in my change, I cannot praise the Lord. Maybe, maybe you don't see his plan. Maybe you don't see his will. Maybe you don't see what God want to accomplish because maybe, maybe, I'm not saying that you are, but maybe you are in prison. Not necessarily in sin. Not necessarily being changed in the pit, in the jail. But something is holding you so heavy that you cannot praise his name. And you say, I'm not a Pentecostal, Edgar. You don't have to be Pentecostal. But one of the fruits of the Spirit in in Galatians 5, verse 22, the fruits... Fruit, not fruit, but that the, the, the indicator. Let's, let's, work, let's find that work in English because in English I, I have so much problems. So the first indicator in Galatians 5.22 is love. The second is joy. So the child of God, when it's filled with the Spirit of God, according to Ephesians 4.30, no get drunk, but get fulfilled, get filled constantly. Like a you car. When was the last time you feel it? They cannot last running forever. You gotta go to the pump. Well, the Christian is the same thing. You gotta go to his presence to Hello? What is holding you, church? I'm not saying that it's holding you something. But maybe the Spirit of God is speaking to you through this description. First, Paul, <laughs> one, this is the observation, one, the Word of God to spread out fast. To convert souls, to win souls for Christ. Second, the second prayer is the second observation is that the God removed those men's evil men's that obstacles. Those how they said, help me out in English. When the schools put those little fans like that, and and the kids jump on it. How, how do you say? There is a lot of hurdles here in the, in, the, in the walking with the Lord, church. God, don't give us the strain like Ephesians says, 10 says. The Lord want to give us a strain and his power to jump those hurdles right and to get to that the goal. You think it's an evil man? You think it's evil men up there outside the church? Yes or no? 
Oh, let me change the question. Do you think it's an evil man here inside the church? You're so quiet. <laughs> Why? Only God can identify those men. When, when the scripture says men, refer to men and women, not only men. So search your hearts. And I search my heart. That is no wickedness in us. So we can come to the throne of God and be clean. So we can be forgiven. Sorry, guys, but I want to see if you guys engage in the word of God. And the third observation is we can say without confidence that God has been faithful to this day. Can you shout? Can you shout for the Lord that he's been faithful? He got you on your job for so many years. He's been prospering you in these difficult times in, in our nation. Look at our nation. How speed they go like a snowball. He started like this and now it's a monster. We need more than ever a nation need to come back to repent. So God can forgive us for our sins. God is faithful, church. Friends, if you don't know the Lord and you don't have that relationship with him, I want you to come out from this room. You can forget everything I said. But I can anchor my life, everything I know and everything I, I am, that he's faithful. That he will be done as his wishes, as his will. No matter what is in the way, he will get it done. Amen? That's what I serve my Lord. And this is the final observation. Number four, and we have confidence. ¿Lo están leyendo? Are you guys reading it? Okay, so let me ask you this. Are you guys confident that God is faithful? Yes? Okay, so if we are confident that God is faithful, we got to act. We got to match our feelings with our thoughts and our attitudes. So when we praise God, show like you love him. Because if you go in front of your wife and you say, I love you, she's going to slap your face. And, and, and you worship God here and, and you talk it and you watch the fly running around and who's sitting and who's not. And you're not concentrating on what the Lord has done for you. You're missing the whole point. 
So if you confidence that God is faithful and that God is good and he's powerful and he's getting done what he wants to get it done like here in Walla Walla, he wants to prosper the church. But I'm not talking about money. Okay? For those that don't know me yet, the church only helped me with my house allowance. I'm not a full pastor here. I have my job. I work with my hands. I got the marks of Christ in my body. I can show you those. I can show you my hands, scars. I don't want nothing that doesn't cost me for the kingdom of God. Hello? You know why I talk like this? God is faithful. God is good. God deserves all your praise. Now you click in it. Like, a, I'm not too good for that. I'm not going to raise my hand. I'm not going to worship. Yeah, sure. I'm too good. I'm not going to humble. I'm not going to cry in front of the people. I'm not going to show weakness. Serious? God help us. Verse 4. And we have confidence in the Lord about you guys. That's why I bring encouragement this morning. I bring encouragement that you are doing. And we'll do the things that we command, Paul says, to the church of Thessalonica. And God has commanded us to spread the gospel, to be faithful, to serve the local church, to serve the community like we've been doing it. We've been doing it. But I think God wants more. How many agree that God wants more? Only few? I'm sorry, but this is how I preach over there. No wonder Jesus says, hard is this word, Who's, who can hear it and, and do it. This is, this is the, the last observation. This is the encourage of the Lord. I'm so, sometimes I got to say the words. I know in English it's very common. I'm very stupid to preach. I, I, I'm not a preacher. I'm, I always said I'm a missionary. God bring me here as, as a missionary. I don't even consider myself a pastor. This is the encouragement that God wants for you, church. Verse 5. Are you, are you with me reading in the scriptures? They say, this is it. May the Lord direct your hearts. My prayer for you is that God really direct and keep us direct our hearts to his will, to do it well for the kingdom of God. Not for Trinity, not for yourselves, not for myself, but for his kingdom. 
Maybe it's going to be my last, my last preaching here. I don't know. May the Lord direct your hearts, and this is the key, the heart of the observation. The love of God and to stay fast in Christ. If we're really sincere to God, we need more prayer. Amen? I need more prayer. Not only for the purpose of God, for the local body that we have already, but uh, we need pray that God clear the way to plant the seed so the fruit of God can come out. So the devil and the adversaries don't come and deceive and put maleza, we call maleza, we call in Espanol maleza, so the, the weeds can come so strong and kill the seed, the word of God. So we need to pray for that, but also we got to remind ourselves that God is faithful. Okay? God is faithful. He started what he started and his will ended for his purpose. Not for your purpose, not for my purpose, but for his purpose, for his kingdom. Amen? And then, the last I think uh, God wanted you and I to have confidence that God, who started this ministry long time ago, I just come up along in 2012, and I've been here since 2012, and God has been blessing the church. So now God says to us to have confidence, but now in the verse 5, the observation is God want to direct our hearts. Nor our feelings, nor our PhD, master's degrees, strategies, they're good. They're good. But God want to direct our hearts about all things. Proverbs 4.23 says, About all things, guard your heart, Edgar. And God is telling you this morning, about all things, whatever you do in the kingdom, guard your heart. Pray, not only for the kingdom to spread out the word, Pray for the local church. Remind his faithfulness. Be confident in his power. And God encourage us to keep stay fast in Christ. Can we pray? I want all eyes closed, please. Not because God wants that, but you can concentrate better to pray, okay? Just just. Close your eyes for a second. Father, we are so, sometimes, I, I pray for me. Because sometimes, Lord, what I think is right is not right. 
And, and Father, I just come to you with all my heart. Help us to understand your faithfulness. Help us to be confident in what you start, that you will finish it no matter what. Oh, give us faith. Give us an endurement to keep walking steadfast in Christ. But give us confidence that you are our Lord, our Savior, and you love your church. Oh, I pray for the church that you direct the steps, the way, the plans. Not for men, but for your kingdom. Your heart is that no one can perish, but everyone can come to you, Lord. That's your will. I know that. And I want to pray for that. We give thanks for, for your word, for the local church, for what you've been started here and doing here. The job is not done yet. Help us. Give us a strength and your power to keep faithful, to keep pressing forward. Help us to praise your name this, this morning. Break our change. Give us freedom to express how much we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's wait.